Hey, could you turn me down a little bit more? Just a little bit. One thing that I would add to, uh, to that prayer is to pray for the parents, which we'll do later, actually, and uh, prayers for the fun that the children will have as well, right? That's an important part of school and life, is to have fun, to not just be so focused on learning and growing, but to delight, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. So over the next uh, four weeks, I'm going to be talking about uh, Psalm 37, praying uh, or uh, working through Psalm 37 and four different uh, movements within the psalm that caught my eye as I was reading this on a silent retreat. So, over the next four weeks, I would encourage you to come, of course, and hear what I have to say about it, but I invite you to uh, pray this psalm on your own. Uh, As you go home, open your Bible, read this psalm, and let God speak to you as we would do during the Lectio Divina and see what sticks out to you. Because this is a really good psalm and I think really appropriate for today. And the reason I picked it is because one of the challenges, the great challenges of our time, I think we all would agree, is to remain hopeful about what's happening around us and what God can do uh, within our environment, within our circumstances. And to continue to be committed to what we know God asks of us every day. To be encouraged in that while not being seduced by fear. So staying the course. Being committed to what we believe God wants us to do and not being seduced by fear. And friends, I think the Psalms are actually a great place to go when we feel the tension within our heart because we see emotions being released to God. We see that fear and fret and worry, anger even towards our enemies is a normal part of being not just a human, but also a Christian. And the more we try to deny that, the more problems arise. (laughs) So the Psalms are a great place to look, and I chose Psalm 37 because this is David's emphatic encouragement to God's people to stay the course. If you you open your Bible, you'll see a a title that David did not give this psalm, but somebody else did. It's a psalm that's an exhortation to patience and trust. So the four movements that I'm going to be paying attention to for the next four weeks are delight, not fretting, firm steps given by God, and God our refuge. Okay, so the first time, for this first week, I'm just going to read uh, verses 1 through 6. And so we'll go to that now, Andy. Hear the word of the Lord. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When was the last time that you used the word delight? 
or delightful. Have you used it often? Have you thought about something that's delightful for you? Maybe not. Maybe never, actually. It's not a, it's not a common word. It's also not a super common experience. It means, uh, to delight means to value above everything else as a, a primary sor- source of joy and peace. Primary source of joy and peace. To value above everything else. So we may not say it, but we often find delight in family. In food. Maybe that's a common one. This is delightful. This dessert is delightful. We find delight in victory. In key breakthroughs. Moments of rest and contentment. Often we find delight when we're on vacation. When we get perspective about our lives and we feel like this is what I want to be doing. Oftentimes, there's a common element of knowing we are where we need to be or where we want to be or of knowing that we're on the right path, of knowing that this experience that I'm having right now is exactly what I need to be doing. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else doing anything other than this. Maybe that's why we experience it most often on vacation because we think that what we most want is to always be on vacation until people retire. (laughs) And then they realize, well, it's not that simple, is it? (laughs) Is it, Deb? It's not that simple. But I think we like to know that we're on the right path and we feel this delight when we get moments of clarity that we are on the right path because this is a deep desire within the human heart. To know that we have everything that we need. To know that we're making the right choices in life. To experience delight and contentment. So there are times, in contrast, where we definitely do not experience delight. Can you think of any? Can you think of the opposite of delight in your life? Fighting in the home is not one. That's not delightful. Stress at work is not delightful. Does anyone, I challenge, I wonder, does anyone find delight in watching the news? (laughs) Probably not. Does anyone actually, can you say that it's delightful to be on social media? Maybe. Maybe if you really enjoy seeing pictures, but oftentimes something else starts to happen there as well. We start to feel like maybe I'm not in the place that I need to be. Maybe I don't have the things that I need right now uh, here in this time and place. So all of those things I definitely do not think are on the list of what brings us delight in life. Contentment. I think that's why David begins this psalm by saying what not to do if you want to have patience and trust in God. He says, don't fret. Right away, right off the the top. Don't fret. Don't be envious. I think it's pretty tough to delight in anything when we're in this state of worry, of anxiety, of obsession with other people's behavior, of what they're doing. What's that going to turn out to be? It's really hard to delight in that. Can you delight? Can you say that you delight when you're around people that you know are different from you? That maybe you don't even like? Can you truly delight in God in that moment or delight in anything? It's really hard. When we're experiencing fear or comparison... Shame or anxiety, it's extremely hard to delight. I'll be honest, that's a struggle for me. I say my 
my aim is to delight in God, I read this psalm and say, yes, of course, Lord. But as soon as I start feeling fearful and I'm seduced by that fear, delight in God and just doing the things that I know God wants me to do starts to get smaller and smaller. And I start to get, have illusions about what would make me delight again. Well, really, it's more about my reaction to things than it is uh, God's presence and rule over my life. But David is making a case that if we as God's people want to endure for the long haul, we can't worry about what anyone else is doing. We can't. Can any of us, by worrying about somebody else, can we control their behavior or change the outcome of their life? What do you think? Can we? No. So what are we doing to ourselves when we go down that path? Well, we'll save that for next week. That's don't fret. (laughs) That's next week. We've got a whole sermon on that. Uh, Please come back. But if we as God's people want to endure for the long haul, we can't worry about what anyone else is doing because if we do, we miss what God is inviting us to right here and right now. God is continually inviting us to come to Him right now. And that's what David encourages us to do. Number one, trust in the Lord. Continue to trust in the Lord. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. What does it mean for you to trust in God? You all say you have faith in God. So continue to do that. Number two, do good. Don't stop doing good because other people aren't doing good. Continue to grind. Continue to do good. Number three, take delight in the Lord. And number four, commit. Well, commit is really an echo of the other ones. Just continue to do, continue to do this. Give your whole self to God. What we see from David is to delight in the Lord is to value trusting God, serving God, and committing our lives to God above everything else. To delight in the Lord is to value trusting God, serving God, and committing our lives to God above everything else. To find purpose, meaning, peace, and joy, knowing that we are giving God our very best. And then this is the hardest part, friends. You ready for the hard part? Been letting go of the outcome. Letting go. You know, it's easy to say if I, um, if I go out and work in the field, I can see the fruit of my labor. Right, Dean? If you go out and work in the field, you can see like, I, okay, that's a, a hard day's work. I feel good about that. But if you pick up your Bible and read for an hour, can you really see the fruit of that? You might feel moments of delight and peace, but eventually, if I'm too worried about, well, is Lauren reading her Bible? If she's not reading her Bible, then I'm not going to read mine. Okay. Well, if I get focused on that, then I'm not going to experience the fruit of my labor of of just continuing to uh, commit myself to that. So I have to let go of the outcome and do what I know is right. God tells me to remain in the Word, to remain in prayer, to continue to serve God out of compassion in my heart. Hmm, That sounds like a lot like what Jesus says in Matthew 22. Do you remember what he says? Do you remember? Let's read it together. The religious leaders of the time are questioning Jesus and trying to trap him. And he knows all the commandments. You know, he knows the Old Testament. He's God's son. They're trying to trap him and they say, "Uh, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Right. 
Sounds a lot like delighting in the Lord. Taking delight. Drawing all your joy and peace from God. Valuing God above all else. That's what David says is, take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. So the hard part here, friends, is that I know many of us, we know this. We know. I mean, if I asked you what does Jesus say is the, are the two greatest commandments, you would immediately respond. You know these things. The hard part is when we hear it, instead of feeling encouraged, instead of saying, yes, Lord, continue to give me this heart that breaks for others, instead of feeling encouraged, knowing God's love for us, we feel guilty. We feel convicted. We feel like we're not enough. Because most of us struggle to delight in the Lord. If we're honest, it's a struggle to delight in the Lord. A very small percentage of our time is found delighting in the Lord, and a very large part of our day is found in everything else. It's a struggle to make time for God. Because we're exhausted. Is anybody else exhausted in this room? Parents, I know you are. <laughs> we're exhausted. We're overcommitted. We're overthinking things that really aren't in the realm of our responsibility. Other people's behavior. Other people's attitudes. Other people's choices in life. And we're over-distracted. Oh, the more you realize how distracted you are, the more you realize you need to continue to limit distractions in your life. You just, it's become such a norm for us to be bombarded all day long with things that are way outside of our control, even good things. Like, here, don't you want this? Don't you want this coffee from the 10th coffee shop to open in Mankato? <laughs> you know, it's just a distraction. Continually making us feel like, well, I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I don't do enough. I can't delight in the Lord right here and right now. So we can take practical steps to commit to a process of delighting in the Lord. I think this is what David invites us to as a process. We can spend less time with technology. I use it. I'm not saying it's bad, but we can spend less time in technology, particularly social media, and spend more time in our spiritual habits, like reading Scripture, prayer, acts of kindness. Taking communion is one as well, but we can't, <laughs> can't do that every day. I mean, we could if you wanted to figure that out with me. I'm open to it. That's all I'm saying. We can be around other people. Actually, reading Scripture with other people is maybe the most powerful experience that we as Christians can have. I'm trying to do more of that as a church. Just read a small little section of Scripture. We read on Tuesday mornings at 5.30 a.m. If you're brave, come join us. <laughs> we read just a, a portion of a psalm, and then we just say, what did you notice? And the best part, this is my favorite part, is the 10 minutes of silence that we spend together. It's awesome. We're just sitting there reading God's Word in silence. And then we share what we, we, share what we uh, read or what we noticed, and then we pray for one another. It's the most powerful part of my week. Number two, uh, there's something we can try to do. Practical step is expose yourself. If you can't meet with others, expose yourself to small parts of Scripture. Just one verse or two and try to recall it throughout the day. You know, people talk about putting a post-it note on the mirror 
or maybe by the sink if you're doing a lot of dishes. I do the dishes in our house, mostly. Sorry, Gina. She does the cooking, okay? Just write down a verse and try and recall it throughout the day. Try and you know, re- have God's thoughts become your thoughts. Dwell more on the character and goodness of God than on everything else. The last thing that we can do is maybe the most powerful one. Also, I realize the most difficult for most people is to practice the Sabbath. Say, well, that's Old Testament, Pastor Chad. Well, I guess. But the Sabbath is a time when we can lay down all of our burdens and stop from our striving and realize that God is with us. And it might take till the end of the day, <laughs> till the very end of the day, <laughs> before we can unwind enough to realize that God is for us and is with us and loves us. So hear this from Isaiah uh, chapter 58. The prophet tells us if you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, if you don't trample the Sabbath, if, uh, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy, the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own way, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord. If you honor the Sabbath, you will take delight in the Lord. And He will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. Well, that sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? It sounds really nice. Friends, when we commit more of our lives to God, and less to busyness, striving, fret, envy, we can discover that we can delight in the Lord anywhere. Anywhere. At any time. Because taking delight in the Lord is more about letting our hearts be with God all throughout the day than it is keeping up with the to-dos. I mean, you can read Scripture every single day, but your heart can not be present. I feel that. And when I do, I say, I, need to, I shouldn't be doing this right now because something within me is not receiving God's grace uh, directly. I'm just trying to check off my little box that says, you're on your way. Good job reading Scripture. And sometimes we have to endure those dry periods where we may not feel God's presence. But the more that we make space for God in our lives, we realize we are enough right now. We don't need to achieve more. We don't need to earn more. We don't need to buy more. We don't need to prove our worth because God has declared us worthy right now. Can you receive that truth? Can you receive it? To receive this Truth is to delight in the Lord. You are enough. God is with you right now. He loves you. And He wants you to experience joy and peace uh, through Him. So yesterday during a Sabbath day, I'm playing with Baylor. And I'll be honest with you, when you know, we start out playtime, I'm not real excited. You know? <laughs> do you want to play Barbies? Do you want to play minis? Not really, but I'll do it. <laughs> And we're playing, and one of her favorite things is to play bears. Okay, so we make a fort, and we go into the fort, and then we're the nice bears, and Gracie, our dog, is the mean bear. And we go and rile up the mean bear, and then I pick her up, and we run all the way down into the basement and hide in the cave. It's very tiring. <laughs> okay. After about the 15th time of doing that process, <laughs> I started to realize that my mind was somewhere else most of the time. You know, I'm worried about what am I going to say tomorrow during the sermon or, you know, we've got all these things coming up in the church or whatever. 
But Baylor, she is just so into this moment. And God helped me to see that this is delight. She loved being in this place with her daddy. And then she told me as I started to say, you know, I'm getting tired. <laughs> she said, well, next we're going to play Play-Doh. <laughs> and then we're going to color. And then we're going to jump on the trampoline. And then we can play bears again. <laughs> uh, not my favorite. <laughs> but friends, I'm telling you that as I opened my heart more and detached, which is really what we're talking about, is detached from all the things that I'm worried about, my heart began to change. And I began to receive the love that Baylor was wanting to give me, and I was more fully to give it back to her by being fully present in the moment. Friends, Jesus tells us that as the Father has loved Him, so He loves us. We can delight in God because He delights in you. Just as you are. Right now. And He invites you to come to Him, lay down your burdens, and experience more of this childlike delight that we were made to experience. And as we trust in Him, as we give ourselves to Him, as we delight in Him, David tells us, It's not like God will do nothing. Davis tells us God will act. God will give you the desires of your heart and God will make you shine like the sun. That's the hardest part about wanting to know that we're on the right path is that oftentimes we don't know that we are until a significant amount of time has gone by. And then we look back and say, wow, I cannot believe what God has done. Friends, this is the invitation that the Lord has given you through the words of David in this psalm. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen.